Hello, everyone. This is Aaron St. Dennis, the FF Mad Scientist. I've got Jesse Moeller with me today. And we are doing uh, NFL Week 10 Fantasy Football NFC home game previews. Uh, plus, we've got the London game because there was an uneven amount. So that is what, Indy, New England? Yeah. Yep. I kind of I went to bring up the 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 uh, game preview for that, and before looking at it, just looking at the two teams, I got briefly nostalgic. I'm going, oh, remember the good old days when it was a Manning Brady matchup here? Now you look and it's like, oh, Mac Jones, Gardner Minshew. It's just it's not the same. Patriots Colts <laughs> isn't what it was in like when I was you know just after high school when I when I first started becoming a football fan. Really, it's like all the Brady Manning matchups. Now it's like, oh. Gardner Minshew and Mac Jones. This not, is where not at. quite the same, right? And I'm in a group chat with a bunch of like Indian New England guys, and they were talking about it yesterday. How excited they were when, like, the 2006 game, which was like the fourth down conversion game and stuff like that, going yeah. back to the Indy, all the stuff, like the fun stuff. I was like, "Yep, there's some fond memories when I was a teenager of those games." Yeah, this back then, like I could even, you could even name the kickers. They had what Vinatieri and who was on the other side. Vinatieri was on both sides uh, at one point. Yeah, he, he went to Indy. Oh, um, it's just not Guskowski. It was uh, – what the fuck's his name? before him. I can oh, picture his – picture him. I just I'm can't there. remember. Yeah, I need to look it up. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. The David. good old days. But now we've got – this uh, – you know, it's the uh, – now it's the Mahomes-Allen or Mahomes-Burrow games that have that luster. It's just not the same. So. Yeah, Alrighty, I guess we will get right into it. Uh, what game? What game? What game? Uh, Panthers Bears. That is your Thursday nighter. Oh, good God, good God! This barn is burner. Up. yeah, barn burner. You telling me? <laughs> All right, so the Thursday nighter is the Panthers at the Bears. We have Bryce Young for the Panthers, and Tyson Bagent will start for the Bears. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. He kind of seems like dollar store version of Justin Fields, you know, high rushing upside, kind of crappy arm talent decision-making. As far as the QBs go, it is the fifth best matchup for Bryce Young. It is the 24th best matchup for Fields. Fields. I have Fields on the graphic because I did it before he was announced out. Uh, as I said, it's Bajan. I think as crazy as this may sound, I might rather start Bryce Young here, play the matchup. I don't really think I want to start either of them. They're probably both low-end super flex options for me. What do you got? Yeah, I'm in a super flex league where I was a down to no quarterback. So having Tyson Bajan gives me a second quarterback this week. So I was eternally grateful for Fields being out because otherwise I'd be starting a skill player. They are but, 20, yeah, it, 23 and 26 for me with Bryce Young yeah. at 23. Yikes. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on the talent of Bryce Young. He's gonna he's gonna be a few spots ahead of Bajan just because like he's the first overall pick. The issue is they have nobody else that gets open besides Adam Thielen. So, like, if a play breaks down and Thielen doesn't get open, he has no one to go to. And he's really not, like, going in the middle of the field either. It's very weird what's happening with there. So, like, I hope they figure it out. They get Mingo involved. But I'm still just going to bet on the talent version. It's amazing that between Miles Sanders, Jonathan Mingo, and Hayden Hurst, not one of them has stepped up and been somewhat fantasy relevant. Like, this is better than I could have ever imagined for Thielen and worse mm -hmm. than I could have ever imagined for pretty much everyone else on that roster. And it's, yeah, it's, truly, it's rough. truly terrifying. So. It's so rough. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the running backs, we have the – where is it? I cannot find it all of a sudden. Oh, there it is. Eighth best matchup for Miles Sanders, if he's even the one anymore. Who knows? Uh, could be Chuba Hubbard. That's kind of a scary situation. It is the best matchup for the Bears running backs. Khalil Herbert will not play tonight. Roshan, 
Uh, Deonta Foreman, that's his backups there, right? These two teams yeah. seem to blend together. I feel like they traded running backs, but I don't know. I think I can desperation flex Roshan or Foreman, but I don't, Sanders has maybe a low end two. I, I don't really want anyone in this matchup. What do you think of these four running backs, I guess? It's kind of ugly. Yeah, it's it's weird because like particularly with Chicago, they have all of those guys just mucking it up together. And Roshan, we were really excited for him. He hasn't taken it. They've had Khalil Herbert, who's coming back so it's like he's gonna step into that even more and on the carolina side i'm gonna go with hubbard just because he's a better pass catcher than sanders and frank wright came out and said like it's going to basically be a committee they're gonna have certain plays that are designed for miles sanders Ooh. certain plays that are designed for chupa hubbard so like they're gonna call certain plays for each of them and have my, them so like, it's just it's rough for <laughs> it's very rough my spicy. i've got chuba at 25 foreman at 26 then I got to scroll down. I have Roshan at 34. I have Sanders at 37. My projections, yeah. not a big fan. Not a I big fan. Foreman and Hubbard back to back at 26 and 27. And then Sanders is 36, but like I'm going to rank Roshan above him just because I think Sanders is not a good running back. That's gross. Ugh, brutal. I wonder, it's just amazing how quickly, like he was one of my, I had him pushing borderline top 12 at one point in the offseason. It's one of those guys where it was, there were three or four guys I was that were slipping that I was targeting because they fell. Um, Sanders, Pierce, Cook, Pacheco. They were all guys where they just seemed, eh, nobody really wanted them, so I took them. It's amazing. None of them are really, you know, Pacheco's been really good. I've got a few shares mm-hmm. of him recently. I traded him yesterday, actually. Traded for him in a, a redraft league. I had Mixon. Someone offered me my Mixon for Pacheco and Thielen. Yeah, like, yes. Thank you. I would have taken it straight up for Pacheco. I'm out on Mixon. And the funny part is, and even in this scoring settings, Pacheco was outscored Mixon. So I was like, oh, okay. Thank you, I you guess. You get a free, a free wide receiver one. Yeah, not bad. Merry Christmas bad. to me. So, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, as bro. far as receivers go, DJ Moore, sixth worst matchup. I'm still starting him as probably a two, even though that quarterback situation kind of sucks middle of the pack matchup for Thielen he's a borderline one two depending on who's on by let me look I have Thielen oh borderline one two I say by that I meant he's wide receiver five for me so I have Ooh, a wide receiver five I have DJ Moore at 11 and then I don't believe I have anyone else of these pass catchers ranked inside the top 50 who would be next? Mooney, Mingo, Mooney at 51. <laughs> I almost knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I really like yeah, I mean, these guys. I like Khalil or I like Adam Thielen way more because of the quarterback. Yeah, it's the issue for more is the fact that Bajan's his quarterback. And like you're talking about, he's dollar score just Justin Fields, or as Jeremy said, he's homeless Justin Fields. Like the issue is just not able to really support him. So like he brings down DJ Moore a lot more than you know on the other side of the ball where Thielen needs to pass just from Bryce Young. So, yeah, like they're going to be separating quite a bit for me. But, yeah, those are the two guys I'm playing. It'd be, it'd be rough to play the other guy besides those two. Tight ends. We have the best matchup for Carolina. I don't really want to stream Hurst or Tremble or whoever the hell it is they're playing. Desperation option if you have to. Komet, it's the 11th worst. I'm still starting him as a low-end one. DST's bottom 10 matchup. Sorry, kicker bottom 10 matchup for Cairo Santos. I'm not starting him. Fifth best matchup for Eddie Pinheiro. So after going seven weeks of not playing Eddie Pinheiro, I think he was like 
a less than 1% start percentage in my uh, Yahoo, like my, uh, my charting, I have fired him up as one of my three starts of the week at kicker three weeks, two weeks in a row. Plus this week, he's been a huge hit for me two weeks in a row. So I'm going to roll with Eddie Pinheiro again and see if I can't just cash on cash in on that. Um, if you have a chance, go over to King fantasy sports and check out my crossing the streams article. Uh, it's not getting much publicity cause it's a low site, but between my three DST starts and three kicker starts of the week, I'm operating at like 93% over the last six weeks. So yeah, go do it. I missed yeah, right one on. last week, one kicker last week and he missed by, it was like 0.4. Everyone else had 10 points or more out of my three. And it would have been my third week in a row of being perfect six for six, but um, so DST's uh, second best matchup for the Panthers, fourth best matchup for the Bears. I know I say don't stream bad defenses, but these are two of the defenses I am streaming this week because if you look around, all the defenses you would want to play are rostered. There's no, you're not, there are no good streamer options. I got, I got Seattle in a couple of leagues, the Colts, but like, this is one where I, I feel like – I think I chose the Panthers over the Bears because of Bajan. Um, I'm streaming a unsafe amount of Carolina, I would say, and a few shares of the Bears, and it's utterly terrifying. So what do you think? Yeah, I I am worried about both of these, these defenses. I, I do have Chicago ranked a little bit higher, but I kind of want to actually flip that just based on the quarterback situation because we haven't seen enough from Bajan to like be – that confident in him. He's been fine the past few games, but it could crumble for him and you could get a lot of points that way. So if I'm betting on the two, I'll go with Carolina. But like, I am, I, yeah, it's just, I am absolutely yeah. in trust the process mode on this one. There is no, and even in my, uh, the start sit article that I wrote, it says we have back-to-back defenses that are like 30th and 32nd among DSTs. So I said, this is merely me pl- trusting the matchup and my process, but it's been good. Like I said, Eddie Pinheiro at kicker, if I've trusted the process three weeks in a row, he's given me great stream weeks. So we're going to see if the process is good right now. Cause it's really going to be tested this week yeah. at defense. I think he's, my he's three streamers, I forget who the third one was, but it's like, Carolina, Chicago, and somebody else gross. Like it might be Seattle or in it's not pleasant. It's three, my three streamers this week. Cause I don't pick top 12 teams because nobody mm. wants to go with the top 12 team, but my, uh, my three are pretty ugly. They're all like bottom five defenses, but yeah, not pleasant. So we will get into our next game and our next game is the London game. I think it's London. I'm not sure. It's, it could be yeah. Germany. International game. Sunday morning. We go from a Sunday morning one that gets us off off and running at a blistering pace. What was it? Chiefs? Dolphins? Dolphins, yeah. Patriots nice. and Colts. And unless Brady and Manning come out of retirement, it will not be great. Uh, starting at quarterback here, we've got Minshew Mania against Mac Jones. Yep, that's really the matchup here. I didn't make that up. Uh, good God. Minshew, middle of the pack matchup, 17th. Mac Jones, 15th. So doesn't really impact it either way. If I check my rankings, I would be willing to bet that both these guys are in the same range as the last two. Minshew mm-hmm. may be higher. Yeah, Minshew's higher. Minshew's at 17. Mac Jones is at 20. So these guys, I have two or three spots ahead of the, uh, the last two, but... These are super flex options only. I'm not starting Minshew or Mac Jones. Minshew, I guess, if you're really in a desperate spot in a one QB, but what do you think? 
Yeah, if you want to really just ride a wave of uncertainty, go ahead and start Minshew. And if you look at his weekly scoring points, he's been all over the map. It's like 9, 27, 14, and 9. So, like, you look at how he produces fantasy points, and sometimes it's great. It works out. And sometimes it just falls apart. And that's kind of what Minshew's been his entire career. And then on top of it, they're running in an absurd pace, and they're running some of the most plays in the NFL. So he supports these options, and it gets them well, but it's just like the talent of Minshew just fully isn't there. So, like, it's just a roller coaster thing. But with that, that said, he's definitely going to be above Mac Jones for me just because Mac Jones does not give you the same upside that Garchard and Minshew does. Oh, no, absolutely. I, like I said, I have I have him, uh, Minshew, two or three spots at minimum, maybe five spots ahead. The rushing upside, yeah, Minch, they both have similar floors. Oh, even the last yep. two, uh, who was it, Young and Bajan, all three of them have a three to five point floor. Minshew right. has by far the biggest floor of any of the four, and it's not mm-hmm. even close. So that's why Minshew, shitty ceil- or shitty floors, high ceiling for Minshew. Like you said, he he could put up 35, he could put up 3.5. So It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. This might be one where if you have to start him, maybe sleep in and don't get up and watch this one. Yeah, you'll, might you'll be, pull your hair out. You'll pull your might hair out. Might be sure. ugly. So we'll move on to the running backs here. 12th best matchup for Jonathan Taylor. He's a must start. I have him at eight in my rankings. God damn it. One sec. But yeah, like, as, as he's saying, Jonathan Taylor. My kid's phone is in here. And of course, I knew I knew to mute my phone, but my kid's phone is over on his desk. And I'm going, what the hell is that? So, so Taylor is a must start for me. Ramondre Stevenson, I have him as a start this week. But he, because he is... The fifth best matchup, it is a risky one. It is a scary one, but I'd be willing to bet he's a top 20 for me. He is. He's 14th. So. Hi. Um, I have like eight. I was like, holy shit. Well, this is another one where if you want to if you want to look at the way he's been producing, there's no way you should have him inside 20. If you mm-hmm. want to look at the matchup and the potential and what he should do, he's top 15 or top 12 here because this is a spot where if Ramondre doesn't have a big game like he did last week, He's an RB2 at best from now on. Like, this is his yeah. only chance. I think I wrote this in my sit start article. This is his chance to get himself back into the RB1 conversation. He needs yeah, to do he, it here. He basically put up 130 yards last week. So that was just nice to see. And he had a touchdown on top of it. So that's why he's such a good game. But like, his targets have been there. It's been a lot of six targets. There's a four target game in there as well. But like, that's why I have him highly ranked so high is just because I'm kind of trusting in the process and going with him and what we're seeing. Because the offense has been better than it had been. So, yeah, he's going to be below Taylor, but I'm starting both of these guys everywhere at them. At the receiver position, fifth best matchup for Pittman. He's a must start. I'm sure if I check my rankings, he's very high. He is. He's 14. So, he's a must start for me. I don't really – Josh Downs scares me with the injury. I don't want to start Alec Pierce. If you have Josh Downs, I don't mind flexing him or as a three, but I'd like to see a little bit more out of him, and I'd like to see him healthy. Demario Douglas and the Patriots, 15th best matchup, so it's indifferent, doesn't really help or hurt. He's another one where I don't really want to start any Patriot. I'd like to stash Douglas, but if I can only play one receiver here, it's Pittman. I prefer to leave Downs and Douglas on my bench. I think I'd rather still start Downs over Douglas, even though he's got the injury concern. I just need to see more out of Douglas, I think. But the potential's there. He's a good stash for me. But Pittman, for me, is a top 15, and nobody else is close. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with um, – uh, not Downs. Uh, Demario Douglas, a.k.a. Pop Douglas. If you need, like, a flex play wide receiver. Yeah, you really you've been brainwashed else. in your Patriots group for the last six I months. Dude, I, they've been, uh, like, he's the wide receiver one on that offense. He's by far the best player. 
Uh, Tom, the guy who runs League Winners for us, he posted a little video thread on and You can watch him on there on Twitter and check it out for yourself. But yeah, like he's by far their best wide receiver. It's like honestly not even close. So like I'm fine flexing him if I need to. But yeah, like ideally you have better options than him. And yeah, you're it's Pittman's a must-start. Like you just play Pittman every week. What do you argue mention? The tight ends, fifth best matchup for the Patriots, don't care. 24th best matchup for the Colts, don't care. Not playing either of them. Henry is an absolute desperation bi-week replacement. Other than that, no thank you. Sixth best matchup for Matt Gay, who I believe is one of the kickers I have in my streaming article. He has been good. I don't have his rank on me, but it's surprisingly high. I think he's top five or six. He is a must-start. Chad Ryland on the Patriots it is the best matchup. Ryland has not been great. The Patriots do not score. He should be on your waiver wire. If you have to play him, you can so out of desperation, but I see very little reason why he would even be on your roster. These two defenses are interesting. The Colts are the fifth best matchup. They are probably a top eight for me. Let me check. The Colts are... Yeah, they're high for me. Oh, they're significantly lower for me. They're only at 14 for me. Uh, I wonder why. I'm going to have to look. Maybe they're not getting turnovers. I'd have to see why my projections don't like them as much. Uh, and the Patriots, the 19th best matchup. They are probably in the same range. Yeah, they are back-to-back -back with the Colts. So I have both of them as not starters this week. I don't really want to trust the Patriots because – Gardner Minshew does have those odd blow-up games. I'd much rather start the Colts. I'm fine, you know, in the end, I'm fine starting either one of these two as a probably a top-12 defense, and I think I will be adjusting my rankings to reflect that. What do you think? Yeah, I'll I'll go with the indie defense. I feel like it's a lot safer. But if you really want to just – you want to go all-in with upside and do that, you you want to bang on a bad Gardner Minshew game, and you could go with the Patriots, and if he if he doesn't turn it over like he's done in the past sometimes, like that's how they get their blow up spot for that way. You know what it is? Um, there's a lot of it's a it's a mess. The rankings I'm looking there's a lot of high end defenses that would normally be top top options that are ranked lower because of bad matchups, and there's a lot of teams like Chicago and Carolina that I have ranked a lot higher because of matchups. So we got instead of having four or five elite options, we seem to have a cluster fuck of about. 15 teams that are all kind of like, eh, I want them, maybe. Eh. Like, yeah, like that. Uh, I was surprised to see San Francisco so low, but they're playing Jacksonville, so it makes sense. Like, I have, like San, that, right? it I have San Francisco at 18. Yeah, they're low. I was surprised, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, they're playing Jacksonville. That's what I, I mean. mean. Jacksonville just doesn't really turn it over and stuff, so like, I get it. It's just, so I, don't but know, look I have a hard time putting these guys above them. These are teams here that were drafted as top 12 defenses that are outside the 12 for me this week Patriots, Bills, Saints and 49ers all outside the top 12 this week and even Broncos they're way out but like it's just it's a really weird week for defenses where you're like I said earlier you're starting a lot of the crappy ones you don't want to start yeah it doesn't feel good sometimes. Well, we have, yeah we do have a comment here what's that oh we have a comment hold up uh, uh entire roster okay Jesus that's risky Portman Dicks. Um, any change? Oh, he has Trevor Lawrence as his backup. My suggestion is Trevor Lawrence needs to be your starter, not Kyler. 
Yeah, like he's probably not going to run the first couple of weeks. So they like, said he is, but I don't trust it. I don't yeah, trust it. It takes back. like it takes over a year for that running to come back. Like that's the issue. So like people, I have Kyler benched on my like I'm not starting Kyler unless I'm desperate. He also has Deshaun Watson. That's a lot of quarterbacks. Is this a super yeah, like, flex? You can play Watson for sure. That's uh, a lot of quarterbacks. Trade one of these quarterbacks. Trade Deshaun Watson to someone who needs a quarterback. Yeah, There's a lot of Watson. Like you should definitely don't need three quarterbacks. Like trade that. Watson or Kyler to someone for a running back. Someone's got to trade you. There's got to be a running back you can acquire better than Foreman. I don't know. Okay, is that yeah, Rashad yeah, White? Yeah. And who's, who's what, Wilson? Wilson? Garrett Wilson? No. Uh, yeah, I guess it's got to be Garrett Wilson. Rashad Garrett White, Wilson, like, I have a head. Yeah, like team. make Rashad White your second running back. Like that sounds way better. And then he, he said he's play. been trying to trade a QB. Some leagues are like that. Like I have teams where I guess it's smart though. Like I have a a one QB league where I'm decimated at QB and I have no one. And some guy's been trying to trade me. Well, he's aiming too high. He's been trying to trade me Burrow all season. He offered yeah. me Burrow for Lamb. He offered me Burrow for for Barkley, Burrow for Kelsey. I'm going, he's like, oh, well, you need a quarterback. I'm like, it's a one QB league. I'd rather stream it than trade for trade an elite player for a QB. So. Well, yeah, and you're getting James Conner back too. So, like, realistically, like when Conner comes back and he's healthy, I'm going to play him over Foreman. Like, that's where do you see Conner? Oh, it's where do you see down at the bottom? He changes and like, oh, so you play Rashad White. You could flex Conner. Like, you could do that. And like, I just don't trust Foreman. Like, that's the hard part with Foreman. It's just so just risky to me. Package, package, Debo and a and a quarterback. Or Christian Watson and a quarter. I don't know. I, I like to upgrade here. I guess you're gonna have Connor yeah. at the RB too, so that's not terrible. Yeah, for sure. Like you could package, yeah. you could make that work for sure. Like yeah, you that's find enough, depending on how teams that have is. weaknesses in the spots you're like strengths, right? So whoever needs that running back, you package that together. Whoever needs a quarterback, package that together. Like do that. Yeah, and Herbert's not playing, so yeah. Would you trade Nico for Baker? I would have, you know, what's funny. Someone, uh, Dennis was posting about this earlier on the value of super quarterbacks and super flex. And my point that I was about to make was I did the research. And even when I do my trade value charts, even in super flex, unless they're a top 15 or 16 quarterback, they're not worth the value. to. Sh- and then I looked and Baker's like QB 14. So yeah, I normally right would have edge. said no, but he's actually performing at a decent level. If you can afford to trade away Nico, who's kind of been inconsistent in that offense and Baker is available. I don't hate this. It's probably not the quarterback I would target, but you're probably not going to get much better for Nico. So no, I, I would am. like prefer to go after someone like Dobbs for cheaper than that. Like, cause he, he gives you a high floor too, like stuff like that. But like, it's just all I don't know though, but with all the hype around Dobbs, I think it's easier to trade for Baker than Dobbs. And I think because Baker's better than Dobbs, but. Yeah, White is I my RB two, but Foreman plays tonight. Oh, that's true. Uh, I'm 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 not playing Foreman tonight. Like if I so like I'm starting White. Like I trust him so much more. Because yeah, like, Herbert's out, but I still I don't want to play that roulette between Foreman and uh, what's his name Roshan. I don't know. That one scares yeah. me a bit. Yeah, I'm just gonna bench Foreman honestly. Like and then play either. Well, Connor, you have uh, on an IR yeah. spot or on your bench. Connor's gonna play. Activate Connor. I think yeah, play Connor. Like I'll play Connor. I'd I'd even almost contemplate doing the Pop Douglas thing on like this weekend over him. Like that's where I was at with those guys. Even though my rankings have um like him lower, I trust Pop Douglas more than I do for him. It's just it's just risky with like him and Roshan. This is the last week without Khalil, right? So that's gonna change a bit more. Foreman got twenty carries last week and has a great matchup tonight. Yeah, we that is true. I I 
I don't know. I, I don't I don't hate it. I just I don't know. I think I'd rather roll the dice with Connor who Yeah, but he got you what eight points last week? That's the problem. Well like, he's touched his one good game is he had three touchdowns. Yeah, he needs a touchdown. Like if he doesn't get the touchdown, it's not going to happen for him. It's like he doesn't give you any receiving. Like that's the thing. Just no receiving. So like that's the thing that sucks with him. So if you think he's getting a touchdown, you can play him. But if you don't think he's getting a touchdown, bench him. Like that's how I would go about that. Because you have good options on your bench to play. All right, moving on. Our next game, if I could click on the right bloody screen here. The next game, we have Titans at Buccaneers. Starting off with a, oh, there's Baker right there. Baker versus Levis. Uh, right, QB matchup. Levis, second best matchup. He is, again, also one of my starts of the week. I know it's terrible. He has one great game and one terrible game. I'm going to err on the side of him being able to repeat and just air it out this week. Bad matchup for Baker. 23rd best. Uh, I don't know if I really want to start him in anything. I guess, he, like I said, he was QB 14 or something. So he's a uh, QB 2 option in Superflex. Will Levis, I think I have ranked ahead of him. Probably Will Levis I have at 19. Yeah, no, nope, I have 15 and 19, but I think I'm going to move Levis up a bit. Yeah, I have Levis at 14 and Baker at 16. But yeah, like I'll like the weird thing with – Tennessee is like it's somehow become a worse matchup now, even though it was a great matchup for quarterbacks earlier this season. And the strength is still that rushing defense. So like I'm starting Baker against the Tennessee defense. Like I'm I still don't trust them fully. And Will Levis, like you see it, he's going to hyper target DeAndre Hopkins and like just feed him the rock. Like I don't is Burks even active this week? I don't even know if he's playing. But yeah, I'm not sure. Like last that injury, I assumed he wasn't, but you know because he got carted off. But yeah, like I I I've seen enough from Will Levis. Well, like, I'll play him if I need a quarterback this week. One sec, I'm looking. Burks is questionable. Not practicing Wednesday. Concussion won't practice. Oh, it's a concussion officially. There's no way he clears in. Yeah, he's out. Oh, yeah. were they the Thursday nighter or no? That was last week. Yeah, against Pittsburgh. Oh, so, so he's like theoretically clear in time. But if he's not practicing, it's it's Wednesday into Thursday now. He's not practicing. If he, yeah, I'm going to assume he's a no-go this week. Yeah, because then they got to fly all the way to freaking London. or yeah. It's I don't day. think you, oh, the, they're not the London. You mean next week? Oh, yeah, no, no, sorry. I mixed up my games. My bad. Yeah. I don't think, I no, I don't, I, in concussion protocol, I don't even think he can make the team flight. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Uh, running backs, third matchup for third worst matchup for Derrick Henry. I don't give a shit. He's still a top 12 back for me. 19th best matchup for Rashad White. He's a little scary. He's been hit and miss. I still have him as 14 this week, and I have Henry as 11. I'm firing them both up as low end RB1s, borderline RB1s. I don't like either of these rush defenses, but I don't care. Um, White's been getting elite volume in the passing game, and Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry, so I'm just I'm exactly. rolling with it. Rashad White is this generation's Joe Mixon, where he's just living off of volume, and that's fine. And he's going to continue that because it hasn't been super efficient. But, like, I don't really care at this point. He's looking way better than someone like such as James Cook, who I was big on in the offseason. But, yeah, like, you play both these guys this week, and you just, you just roll them out in your lineup, and you'd be happy you have them on your team. That is true. Uh, wide receiver, second best matchup for D-Hop, who is also in my start-sit article. He's someone where I'm going to fire him up and just hope Levis is what he was two weeks ago and not what he was last week. So I'm starting D-Hop. I'm not starting anyone else in the Tennessee pass-catching unit. Sixth best matchup for the Bucks. firing up Evans, probably firing up Godwin. I don't mind streaming Trey Palmer out of desperation. I'm going to assume my highest ranked here is Evans. It is Evans at seven. 
D Hop at 10. Godwin at 24. And then I'm probably going to have to scroll down a ways so we won't bother. Uh, what do you think here? Yeah, I'm. those guys are must-starts. Like Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins, like you need to find ways to get them in your lineup. I had them as wide receiver ones. And then I'm still a little bit lower on Chris Godwin, but he's fine. He's getting supported, so like he could be a nice wide receiver three for you in this matchup. Those are the big three. Outside of that, like you're really stretching. If you want a deep play from Trey Palmer, like he's made a few of those, sure. On the Tennessee I side, I don't even want to start anybody else. Like I just don't even want to consider anything. That else. it's such a weird year. That for it seemed like a year where everything was going to transition to the youngsters. That dynasty league, my work dynasty, where I'm like what eight and one. What are we in nine and eight and one? Whatever it is. My two starting receivers are not Zay Flowers. They're not Chris Olave. They're not Jordan Addison. They're not JSN. They're not Quentin Johnson. They're not any of the guys I drafted highly. My one-two punch is D-Hop and Adam Thielen. How scary is that? It's awesome. It's so funny. I couldn't trade him for, like, pennies in the offseason. I'm like, all right, if you guys don't want him, like, I will keep them on my roster. It's fine. Like, you know. I traded for both of them. I was four and one and I traded away. I forget who it was. I traded away Dak Prescott for Dak and somebody else to upgrade to no, either Lamar or Burrow. I forget. I traded to upgrade to one of those two quarterbacks and they were both throw-ins in the deal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. I don't really want them. The first thing I did was put them on the trade block. And now like, Four weeks later, I'm like, well, shit, maybe I'll just ride with this. I've got to know. See, that's the other thing. you got to find a balance. I have so much youth. People are saying, oh, well, these guys are old. You don't need them, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's – I don't need to have nothing but rookies. I can have some veterans too, so. Oh, but what happens? One tried to rob me. What happens next year when Thielen and Hopkins are both – they have no value and you have to drop them? Uh-huh. Well, then I start yeah. playing the 20 first-round rookies I have drafted. Like, I'm right. not well, – you want them, but you don't want to pay them. So fuck yeah. off. Like that's exactly yeah, what it is. So like, I messaged the one guy. It was it's funny because it was a league my cousin runs, and none of them know me. And I just I messaged him. And I was like, you know, I do this for a living, right? No, 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 no reply after that. <laughs> it's like, but <laughs> trying to rob me, dickhead. I I do content for a living. Like piss off. Yeah, like I couldn't. Even, I remember I offered Mike Evans to get the pick that was either like Marvin Mims or Jaden Reed, and they were like, no, because it was late second. I was like, screw it. I got it, and they're like, no. And I'm like, dude. What like what you are a contender? What are you doing here? And they're just like no. And I'm like oh. message you six months later. Hey dumbass, how you feeling now? It's like yeah, <clears throat> I just don't get it. Chigo Conquo at tight end, top nine matchup. I don't really want to stream him out of unless it's out of desperation. He hasn't done much. Kate Otten uh, was great last week. Everyone picked him up just in time to bench him because it's the fifth worst matchup. You can play him as a low end one if you have to. I prefer to find safer options. Uh, DSTs. Sorry, kickers. Second best matchup for Chase McLaughlin of the Bucks. He has been rough all season. If you have to start him for some reason, if he's on your roster, do so. I wouldn't pick him up to start him. Full middle of the pack matchup. Below average kicker. I want nothing to do with him. And the DSTs here, we have 13th best matchup for the Bucks. 24th best matchup for the Titans. I think I far prefer to start the Bucks. I will have to check my ranks. I think they're both going to be low end bucks are nine. Oh, i have them both high <laughs> go figure hey i told you it's a weird week for defenses bucks are nine titans are 11 so start them both yeah i mean yeah it's like the interesting thing is these matchups are kind of strange how they work out 
And you're playing into the strengths against the weaknesses. So, like, I get it. I'd be fine with that. And, yeah, back to Kate Otten. Like, yeah, he can stream him this week. I think it's fine. I don't think he's going to see nine targets again. But, like, you know, he's running all the routes. He's seen work. So, you know, he can play. That's the funny part of the DSTs, though, this week. I have about 15 to 18 listed as DSTs you can play. There's going to be a lot of DSTs that are going to burn you. This week, it's DST roulette, man. Before we get into the next one, let's go with this. What's up, guys? Would y'all do White and Stroud for Josh Allen? I is would. It, yes, I would. Is this Dynasty? Because this is like completely different. If this is Dynasty, yeah, I'm going to get Josh Allen. Like, I, I, I mean, people way. are insanely high on Stroud right now, but like Josh Allen's just like a tier or two above him still. Like, he gives you a difference making production. Like, you want Josh Allen. With this Even roster, I would, anyways. Look at this roster. I would, anyways. Because basically, mm-hmm. you're. White doesn't matter. With this roster, you're not playing white. So all you're doing, redraft, no super flex. But who cares? You're not playing white with this lineup, and all you're doing really is upgrading Stroud to Josh Allen. I think you have to. I'd rather trade Devontae Smith than white, but, like, whatever. Like, I'll operate one of those guys to get Josh Allen on my team. Like, it's it's redraft, so it's a little different. But, yeah, like, I'm fine with that move. Like, I want Josh Allen on my team. He's going to give you, like, I average at least four points per game more than Stroud. At least, yeah. if not more, this season. I think you could probably well sell high. Josh Allen is a sell high, or that is selling high. Get in with Josh Allen. So, uh, flex DK Cooker JSN. Uh, one sec, let me look at some matchups. DK. I don't so think, the weird thing about that game is, I don't trust yeah. him yet. I don't trust JSN yet either. Like, that second game best matchup for James Cook and third best matchup for DK. Um, that one's do I want DK against Washington or James Cook against Denver? I want to play both, but Uh, I'm gonna play DK. I think that's the correct answer. I would love to find a way to play both. If not, DK seems safer. James Cook just it depends. Okay, here's my my answer will be DK is the ceiling play, I think. James Cook is going to give you middle to high-end RB2 production, probably not much more. If you just need a safe play that isn't going to drop a bomb, it's him. DK could put up 30. He could also leave with an injury or whatever. So if you're projected to lose by double digits, play DK. If not, I think Cook is safer, but I think in the end it's DK. Yeah, I think DK. Go get Daddy Allen. Well, the nice part about that trade is it's redraft. So if you fuck up and Stroud turns into the next Tom Brady, you only eat it for one year. Yeah, it's redraft. I have Ayuk T. I'm playing DK over T, I think. RB's ETN and Foreman. Get Foreman out of your lineup. Put Cook in for Foreman. Cook in for Foreman and then flex DK. Foreman is so risky, man. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you have to be very careful with Foreman. In particular, this lineup, like, unless you're – like, I don't even think he has a ceiling outcome unless he gets three touchdowns again. But, like, how likely is that, right? But do, so like, you, do you agree with that? Get four, put Cook in for Foreman and then flex DK? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's like, good. I'd play DK over T this week, too. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd do that. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I would, too. But you, in this case, you probably don't have to. Next yeah. up. Next up, we are going to go to Saints and vikings uh quarterbacks Derek carr against josh dobbs seen a lot of josh dobbs love i am not sold uh 20th best matchup for dobbs i don't want to play him against the saints pass defense uh Derek carr 11th best matchup i don't mind playing him i suspect they're both in the same range of my rankings outside of the top 12 but inside the top 16 having said that 
I have Carr at 13. I have Dobbs at 17. So I think Carr is probably borderline QB1. I might even move him up. I've got Russell Wilson ahead of him. I've got Geno ahead of him. Derek Carr has just moved up to QB11 for me. So that's I have cool. Dobbs one spot ahead of Carr. And it's just like, I, the weird thing is like, I just trust the rushing production is what it is. Like that's when I'm doing these two quarterbacks and someone who's a rusher, Dobbs has seven attempts his last four games at a minimum. Like I'm going to bank on that. The weird thing with Dobbs though, like it was the first game, but there was reads he was completely missing. He should have been taking as a quarterback that he saw and he just chose not to throw it to. And I think that was just his uncertainty with the playbook and stuff. Cause they were literally telling him plays and like positions and everything last week. So yeah, I just trust Dobbs over Carr, and it, it can burn you. We've seen it before, but like that rushing upside, I'm going to target that over Derek Carr personally. But I don't mind like you're saying Derek Carr this week either. Like I'll I'll start either one of them. All right, I think I'm more of a start Dobbs in Superflex only. I could see starting Carr in single QB though. Uh, moving on to running back. Uh, excuse me, I can't burp. <laughs> I come home and I chug down my lunch and my drink at uh on my lunch here. <laughs> so then I get on the show and I'm burping the whole damn time because I've just tried to chug my I've got speed eat speed eating my lunch. So um right. seventh worst matchup for Alvin Kamara. I do not give a damn. I am starting him as I I almost guarantee without looking a top six matchup. Yeah. Seventh worst matchup for Madison. He for like the fourth week in a row is my fantasy pros sit of the week. I have Kamara at four. I'm going to move Kamara up. No, four. Never mind. Kamara at four. I have Madison at 21. What do you think? Yeah, that's fair. Like, I'm what we saw last week is Jamal Williams actually was earning early down work. So, like, I think we can, like, I, Hayden Winks was talking about this. Like, you're going to have to lower him a little bit, but he's still an RB1. Like, he's made to our, like, a late RB1 moving forward. So, like, he's still elite. He's just not the overall RB1 anymore. And that makes sense. And, if you really need like a volume play, like go get Madison. It's been okay. I just don't trust anyone else in that backfield, like Chandler or Gaskin. Yeah. Like, they're just not threats well, to him. So. The problem it's just, is it's slightly ugly though. It's, it's very ugly. hugely inefficient volume, and it's going to be even more inefficient against the Saints, who also don't allow all that many rushing touchdowns, which is kind of what's been saving him. Um, yeah, like he got that touchdown against Atlanta last week. That's what saved him. It's a similar thing. Like otherwise, he'll give you between like eight or ten points more than likely. Moving on to wide receiver, it gets interesting. Seventh best matchup for Alave. I want to play him probably as a top fifteen or twenty. He's probably a wide receiver two for me. I don't mind Thomas as a wide receiver three if you need a safe play. Shahid as a wide receiver three if you need a ceiling play but can risk it. The Vikings are where it gets interesting. It's the 20th best matchup, so not great. Addison, I think, is a low-end to high-end wide receiver two. Justin Jefferson, I think, could play in this one. I think unless I really have to, I'd like to leave him on my bench for one week, especially in this matchup. So if I had to rank these five, I'm going Alave, Addison, Jefferson, Thomas Shahid. What do you think? Yeah, like I, I'm going to have Olave and Addison ahead of Jefferson. Like I really – I'm just going to have them on the bench and see how it works. But like if I start getting into the Shahid area or the Osborne, I'll play Jefferson over those guys. Just because if he's going to play and he's going to be active, he's going to be on the field. He'll probably be, like, not the full route that he's going to run, but he'll be running enough routes, and he's just he's Justin Jefferson, right? But ideally, I just want to keep him on the bench and see how it goes. And then before well, because there's always the possibility he's just a decoy. 
Yeah, they do that. Or he gets out there. Even more likely, I guess, is he gets out there and what was a hamstring, right? He gets out there, makes one great big stretch and goes, oh, 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 maybe I'm going to, you know, sit this one out and come back next week. So, yeah, I always give him a designated amount of routes and stuff, but like it's not going to be full time. This is the old Julio Jones rule. Until I see one healthy week from, you know, in return from a uh, soft tissue injury, I don't want any part of it. Uh, Tight ends. Bottom 12 matchup for Hawkinson. Don't care. I'm starting him as a top three option. Top 12 matchup for Taysom Hill. I am starting him, I believe, as he's my three or my four. Taysom Hill is my four. Taysom Hill is my four. TJ Hawkinson is my three. These are my must-starts. That's terrifying, just truly terrifying. Um, Kicker, uh, eighth best matchup for Groupie, 12th for Joseph. I far prefer Groupie, even though he's been struggling of late. I don't think you probably roster either of these guys, and you probably don't need to add them. But if you're in a desperate desperate situation, you can start either of them. Just don't expect much. Top 10 matchup for the Saints. I'm very comfortable firing them up. Bottom 10 matchup for the Vikings. They are a desperate play for me. I'm going to check my rankings. I have the Saints at, Saints at 14 because, like I said, it's a big old clusterfuck. And... What am I yeah. doing here? I think I mixed these two up on my rankings. I have the Saints at 16. They should be at four. And I have yeah. the Vikings at four who should be at 16. So, yeah. sorry, what I meant was I have the Saints at four and the Vikings at 16. But somehow I put the two of them in reverse because that's what I do. Hey, happens sometimes. We all are there. Yeah, interestingly enough, like Taysom Hill is the tight end one the last month. So, yeah, you're firing up Taysom Hill. I get it. It's what it's weird. It caps Kamara a little bit, but like you just you roll Taysom Hill until it burns you, until it changes. Like it's he's, it's absurd usage what they're doing with him. He's also in my sit start article, and then I noted that over the last month he has a rushing, passing, and receiving touchdown, and it's that wild. you should bench him this week because I've decided to make him my start this week. And Taysom <laughs> Hill, despite having a jersey and him being at one point one of my favorite players, he burns me every time I do this. So let's just assume that Taysom Hill is going to drop a dud. Let me start him this week. You guys all sit him because he's going to, you know, yeah. right in the pooper. That's It'll happen at some point. It's going to come crashing out. It always does with him. It always does. Next up, we've got the G-Men and the Cowboys. This is fucking ugly. <laughs> this is going to be an ugly match. Uh-huh. So we've got quarterbacks we'll start at. One is good. One is one I didn't know was an NFL quarterback. I heard Tommy DeVito. I thought they were talking about Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas. Like, oh, that Tommy great. DeVito? <laughs> oh, he plays football? Like, what's, what's he doing? But uh, So we have the... Eighth worst matchup for Dak. I don't care. I'm still starting him. He's probably QB 10 for me. I have Taylor on the graphic for the Giants because it wasn't announced who the quarterback was. Middle of the pack matchup for DeVito. I want nothing to do with him. I'm going to take a look at Dak. I bet he's eight for me. Nine. (laughs) He's five. He's five. He's five. I'm going to move him down to, I'd like to move Stroud and Goff ahead of him. Uh, I think I'll even move Herbert ahead of him. So now he's seven. This is how we, yeah. we kind of process things. So what do you think about these two? I assume you're not starting DeVito even in Superflex unless you're not, absolutely fucking Unless desperate. I'm truly desperate. Yeah, like 
I picked him up in one league, and I was like, cool, I'm not playing this guy, but I have him on the roster now. Yeah, that offense is putrid for the Giants with DeVito. Like, they're just – they can't pass. It's just literally grind Saquon Barkley into dust this season. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But on the flip side, Dak Prescott, yeah, he's top 10. I think he's QB8 for me in that range or whatever. I'm playing him wherever. He's running hot right now. And the key is he's just targeting Lamb in an like, insane amount, which makes sense because he's by far the best skill player. So just keep feeding Lamb, and it's going to work out for Prescott. So, like, yeah, you should have confidence moving forward as Dak Prescott being a locked-in, like, QB1 rest of the season. And, of course, they'll probably bowl them out in this game. So, you know, he might shut it down early. But, yeah, I'm rolling with Dak. All right. The running back situation. Top six matchup for Pollard. Think you got to start him this week. Saquon, it is a bottom uh, 11th worst matchup. I'm starting him anyways. I'm not starting any of the other backups here. I have Pollard at five, six. Pollard at six. Saquon is in that same range, I'm sure. Saquon, yeah. Saquon at nine. I've, uh, I think I'm going to move Saquon up a little. Saquon, Saquon is now seven for me. But either way, two RB1s here, kind of mid-range RB1s. I actually think I like Barkley more. I just yeah, I have them lower because this offense and the potential for it to be a complete disaster and get shut out is scary. Yeah, the, the weird thing is like I just I'm kind of almost almost done with Tony Pollard at this point. For some reason, it's just not happening. And he's gonna be an RB one in rankings, but I'm gonna treat him as an RB two. It's just weird. Like they get into these great great game scripts and he gets volume and he's just not coming home. So like I'll have Bark I'll choose Barkley to start Pollard before Pollard. But yeah, it's like you know he's an RB two for me. I just lost a lot of confidence with him because it's weird how it's not working out in a great offense in a great situation for some reason it's just he's not hitting home yeah well who could have seen that coming <laughs> it's, it's like people don't even listen to me but uh don't feel bad i don't listen to me fourth worst matchup at receiver for the giants i want no part of this i think they are in my sit i tried to sit i put wandell as my sit because i have him as the one but i put and for that matter and apply this to whatever receiver you have on the giants i don't want any of them uh 13th best matchup for cd lamb he is a locked and loaded wide receiver one upon inspection i'm sure he is he is four for me so i have a must start at four and then i don't want to start anybody else in this matchup at pass catcher yourself yeah uh lamb got 30 targets the last two weeks so yeah lamb over i like i'll expect lamb to score more fancy points than the entire giants receiver room like that's where i'm at with that so yeah, I want nothing to do with those guys. As as fun as Wandale is or, like, interesting as Hyatt is, like, DeVito is just not capable of supporting these guys until we see more, and particularly against the Dallas Cowboys defense, which is one of the better defenses in the league. This is where it just could get ugly for those guys, so I'm going to look other ways. I think Wandale is the highest ranked. He's, like, 41, but, like, I don't have any confidence in that ranking. Like, I'd rather start Cooks over any of the, the Giants wide receivers. And it's just, yeah, Lamb, Lamb's a wide receiver one. I think he's the largest he won last month in the NFL. So, yeah, like, we trust him. Yeah, agreed. I had that same league where I, I have that some idiot sending me stuff. What was He tried to send me originally digs for Lamb, but I preferred Lamb slightly, so I said no. And then I needed another running back. So, at some point, I sent him back this – I forget what it was. I sent him the offer. He was a dick, and he was like, oh, no, the price has gone up higher now. Well, thank okay. you, fucking Seahawks general manager from draft day. <laughs> so and then I forget what it was, but then so I sent him an offer of something and he countered with so I think I sent him I might have sent him back. Uh was Dallas on by last week? Is that what it was? No, it was like two weeks ago. I forgot oh, that's what it was. So I sent him back Lamb for uh dig straight up because I needed to win. And he counters with 
Lamb and Barkley for Diggs. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. So I countered back with Lamb for Barkley and uh, Austin Eckler. And he came <laughs> like, that's just ridiculous. And I said, yeah, I know. It was just as ridiculous when you sent it the other way. And I haven't mm-hmm. responded since. Fuck you. <laughs> I... I uh, I like to send fuck you offers in response quite often. Right. Well, you're going to send me some dick move. Like, here you go. Here's right one right back towards you. <laughs> Sixth worst matchup at tight end for Jake Ferguson. He's a low end one, high end two. I'd like to avoid him if I can. He's a stash. Um, middle of the pack matchup for Bellinger here. He's another stash, but I don't really want to play either of these guys. I just want to hold on to him in Dynasty. Um at kicker, uh, 23rd best matchup for Aubrey. So it's not a great matchup, but he's been good. He's a must start. Second worst matchup for Bullock, who is now the Giants kicker. Um, I want nothing to do with that. So sit him. The DSTs, best matchup for the Cowboys. I bet you if I look, they are easily my DST one. They are the rare combination this week of great defense, terrible opponent. If you can start Dallas, they are a must-start at DST, and I have the Giants way down somewhere. Fifth worst matchup. I want nothing to do with them. Bad team. Like, this one's going to get sloppy. I'm going to look at my DSTs. It better say Dallas is number one. It does. They I got to be up there. Yeah. I was like going to say, they got to be at least, like, one or two. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, they're one. It is. It's one. And I think for the, I should put a tier there. I never use tiers in my Fantasy Pros rankings, but I should put a tier there. Just to be like, <laughs> yeah. like, Dallas, tier, 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 next team. Just to get my point across that, start Dallas. Like, Tommy DeVito, no Darren Waller, no real receiver. Like, Saquon Barkley goes out to injury in the first quarter. This could be 50 to nothing. Yeah, like that's that's the problem. Like with all of these Giants guys, like I'll trust Barkley's just gonna see the volume, but like it could diminish. And yeah, I really, I'm just avoiding most Giants out, like all of Giants except Saquon Barkley. And on the flip side, it could be the issue. Same thing with Ferguson. Like if they get this game blowing out early, it just shuts everything down and kills the offense. So like Ferguson has a lower floor this week too. Agreed. Like I said, I think both tight ends are stashes for me. Yeah. Two games left. Um, I guess we'll save your game for last. Next up. We will transition here to Atlanta at Arizona. All sorts of interesting pieces here. We've got guys coming, guys going. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. So we'll start at quarterback. Uh, Sixth best matchup for who I have listed as Kyler Murray. I think he's been declared the starter. Uh, Seventh best matchup for Taylor Heineke, who has been declared the starter. I have Murray, I imagine, as a top eight option. I have Heineke probably in the middle of the QB2 range. I definitely think Murray, Murray's a scary start this week, but I think in this matchup, had it been a bad matchup, I prefer to sit him a week, but in this matchup, I think I'm just going to go right back to it. It is amazing how many players, how many crappy players I had to drop this week because I drafted an insane amount of Kyler Murray and had him on my IR. And I don't know why, because I don't like Kyler when he's healthy. It just, I think he just fell so far that I just said, fuck it. And now I have a lot of super flex teams where I'm like, I have two great quarterbacks. And now it's like, fuck, I got Kyler Murray coming back. How about that? So um, what are your thoughts here? Mid-range QB one for Kyler, mid-range QB two for Heineke, something like that. I'm pushing Kyler down to mid-range QB two um, until we see it. Like I'm, I'm just worried about the rushing. Like that's that's my concern with him. Like I want to see it week one. Like we do with a lot of these guys, but particularly like the rushing doesn't come back right away. So like I'm expecting just kind of like a lower game for him. So like I would like to see it moving forward. 
I'm basically benching Kyler everywhere I have him if I have decent quarterback play. I'll play him if I'm really getting into like the Heineke zone. Like I'll just play Murray at that point. I but, would like, like to also, 15 for me. So yeah, like I'm a little a little hesitant with Murray this week. I would also like to note that StreamYard lied to me. What did it say? I created okay, it says create a marker, use B. I just tried yeah. to clip that for us. Markers wow. allow you to mark key moments while you're live, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it did nothing. I hit B, it did nothing. Hit B, see if it does anything for you. I did it earlier. So Did it do anything? Um, we were talking about Taysom Hill. I hit B when I clicked the screen and showed it. And then it showed up again. It said marker created 5139. Where are you seeing the marker created? Above the graphic you have, like right in the middle of the screen. So like you click the screen. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay, that's nice. So it did work. Awesome. So I'm going to – I marked what you said there about Kyler being a uh, – a uh, QB2, mid-range QB2, you should cut that one in TikTok for, for us. <laughs> I've, I've seen I'm good and I have the time to clip them into mini shows and repost them on YouTube. You're much better and much more efficient at doing it in a timely way for TikTok. It's nice when I can create markers so I don't have to go back and watch the whole damn show. I know. Like, that's why right, when I got to, I logged in on my other account for my kid and it said, we are introducing markers. And I said, Ooh, that's interesting. I'm like, this could really help us, you know, instead of having to go back and watch, cause even I like to put the little quote tweets out with like a player mm-hmm. graphic and then yeah. whatever said this, it's so much easier than having to go back and listen to the whole podcast. I don't want to listen to myself for an hour. We should right. speed up though. I've been dragging fucking on. <laughs> well, yeah, it's nice for timestamps on YouTube too. Like, yeah. you just Moving that. on to running back. Seventh worst matchup for the Cardinals. Want no part of Engram. Want no part of DeMarcado. They're both being dropped. I'd love to wait one week on Connor. Bad matchup. Not sure of his health. If you can, if you have to start him, he's probably an RB2 for me. Bijan scary as fuck. I'm still starting him as a top 12, to probably a 12, a low-end RB1, high-end RB2. Tyler Algier has flex-worthy appeal. I'm going Bijan and then probably Connor and Connor and then Algier after. But I'd like to not start Connor or Algier. And I'd really like it if Bijan was like, like I have a league where Bijan is my flex. <laughs> Excuse me, where Bijan and Gibbs are my two flexes, and I don't have to rely on them at all. And that's the lovely situation where if the two of them both have a bomb week, great. If they both suck, oh, well, they're in my flex. So I don't really want those as my RB1 and RB2 because Arthur Smith is retarded. Thoughts? Yeah, fuck Arthur Smith. I'll just say it right now. It's, it's been a disaster. Uh, but, yeah, like I have I'm Bijan and Connor are very similar. They're RB2s for me. I just much trust what Bijan, which sounds insane to say. But it's just Connor coming off the injury. You don't know how it's going to work out necessarily. But Bijan's like my RB14. Um, Connor is going to slot into him like right behind him at RB15 if he's healthy and goes. Like that's how I'm going to treat it. Um, he'll see the volume. Di Mercado's dealing with the injury. Like I just don't trust anybody on the other side of the field. And yeah, like Algier, he needs touchdowns. So no thank you. I have Bijan at 11. I have Connor unranked, but that's because when yeah. I did my rankings or my projections, Connor was not. Connor's still not officially listed as in. But mm-hmm. oh no, I do. I have him at forty-three, but that's why he's uh, lower. Uh, do you want to get into the quick uh, the receivers here quickly? Just discuss yeah. them. Give me thirty seconds here. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Hollywood Brown all day, every day with Kyler Murray. Like this is the thing you go from. Fucking what's his name? Clayton Tune to Kyler Murray. It's a massive upgrade in supporting options. With him last year, without DeAndre Hopkins, the, this duo, he was wide receiver six, like on a per-game basis. Like this is all day, every day Hollywood. This is what we've been waiting for. You're firing him up everywhere. Um, I'm not 
I'm not sure what I have in my rankings. I want to say he's a solid wide receiver too, but I need to double check before I speak out of my mouth and talk out of my ass with that. So yeah. On the flip side, it's you know Drake London, baby. Like Drake London, as long as he's healthy, this is the key with him, and he's dealing with the groin. I'm going to be confident starting Drake London. So let me pull these up and make sure I have Hollywood Brown. Where Sorry, I had a baby. I have to go pick up the babysitter after this so that she can get my kid off the bus and watch him till I get home. And she called in the middle of the show. So I'm like, uh oh, not good. But like, this is not what I want to hear. Yeah, it's exactly. the 11th best matchup for Drake London. It's the 19th best matchup for that's the game we're on, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. for the Cardinals. I don't think I want to start either of them all that high. I think I'm wide receiver two range for Hollywood and London. I think I prefer Hollywood, especially if Murray's back. I'm not sure if you agreed with that or not. I like I said. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So. yeah. I just like, I'm worried about um, London because of his groin injury. Like he didn't practice yesterday. So need to make sure he's practicing playing and then it'll change how I feel about him. But yeah. I'm really not starting any other wide receivers like in this game. Like, sure, you, will. you can go with Rondale or Michael Wilson on that side of the wall, but just no thanks. Like, I don't want to do it. They are, like, wide receiver 50-plus for me. So, no thanks to any other wide receivers. It's just those two guys. I don't mind stashing in Dynasty Michael Wilson. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, there's I don't even know. Can I name another Falcons receiver? They had so many that are gone. and that Like, did they have Scotty Miller there at one point? They have Kaderil Hodge. Oh, there's they so many. Yeah. someone – did they get Van Jefferson? Like, I, I don't – there's a whole lot of the other receivers besides Drake London. Oh, I don't have – you could tell I wasn't looking at my own graphic. It says Van Jefferson. But uh, <laughs> you can tell how bad the receivers are. I put Cordero Patterson on the graphic over a third receiver. But right. there's a lot of guys if it's like, are they in Atlanta now or where Where are they? But, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, tight end, <laughs> we well. have the seventh worst matchup for Kyle Pitts. He's probably still a low-end one. Probably high end, mid range two for Janu. That's a scary situation, but I can play them both. Uh, Trey McBride gets a much better matchup this week. It's a top 12 matchup. Don't mind firing him up. I am torn. I think I'm still starting Pitts over McBride, but you could definitely convince me that McBride is the way to go. Having said that, yeah. I have McBride at 10 and Pitts at 12. So I am starting in my projections McBride over Pitts. And McBride may actually move up a few spots here to 8 or 9 in the event now that I have Kyler Murray. Because like I said, my original run of projections didn't have Kyler on the board. Yeah, but with Kyler, like I'm definitely going the on the McBride side. Like as fun as Pitts is, like I just I need to see something, dude. It's so awful. Like they're it's the best tight end situation, but they're splitting it and it's just not good for a single guy. So we saw last week Jono's 60 yard house call. Um, but yeah, I much prefer McBride to this week and moving forward. Like McBride's just gonna be higher in my rankings, which sucks for Kyle Pitts, but that is what it is. It's just frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It's a this whole offense kind of really mm -hmm. scares me, but um, moving on Depressing. to kicker, kicker seventh best matchup for Koo hasn't been great, uh, playing him anyways. Prater, 13th best matchup, also hasn't been great. If you need to stream one, he's not the worst option, he's not the best option, he's just there. Um, eighth and ninth best matchups for the DSTs, these are two more of the theme of. There's worse options out there, but it's going to be scary as shit. If you have to start either of these, you can. I don't really want to risk it. Having said that, I think I will be downgrading heavily the Falcons, and I prefer to start the Cardinals because when I did these rankings, the Cardinals had not announced that Kyler could be back. I'm going to look at my rankings now to see where I have them. 
Arizona. Actually, I still have the Falcons way out of it. I have the Falcons at 22, and I have the Cardinals at 17. I'm going to move the Cardinals up a couple of slots. I don't mind streaming the Cardinals. I don't love it. I prefer to avoid the Falcons with Kyler Murray back anyways. I'm right there with you. Like, I want no part of these defenses, to tell you the truth. Like, they just – they terrify me. So, like, I, I feel like i got to find somebody better on the waiver wire than these two. Like, I, I guess you can go with it, but, like, the Cardinals just aren't good. Like, that's my biggest concern with them. So, like, I have a hard time always starting these, you know, bad defenses. So, I'm just going to pass them both of them if I can. Agreed. And we will kick things off with our last game. I guess, you, like – we should probably – you should be good at this one. I feel like I know – I feel like I know the high points core uh, creator that handles Seattle. You might. Interesting. I am wearing a Seahawks hat on top of it too. Just oh, maybe. maybe, maybe. You're, you're wearing the Rob Lowe generic NFL hat. Exactly right. I'm team NFL. <laughs> yeah, you're so NFL or the guy who shows up. What was it? Taco. I'm a fan of security. Go security. Yeah. So, all right, these are two of the more interesting quarterbacks here as Geno is on his way down and Sam Howell is on his way up. Best matchup for Geno, so he is probably still streamable as a borderline top 12. Sam Howell, 13th best matchup. Sam Howell is kind of a Will Levis situation here. Uh, a higher-end Gardner Minshew, I think, where this could be a boom game or a total bust. He doesn't go in between, so I have Sam Howell at 10. I have Geno at 12. I far prefer Sam Howell if I can afford any level of risk because I think Geno's just a solid 18 to 22 guy. Sam Howell could put up 35 or he could put up three. So, But I think yeah, I prefer dude. Sam Howell. It's a tougher matchup for Howell, but I agree. Like The, the confidence or lack of confidence Geno Smith in his offense is jarring, and particularly coming off a game against might possibly be the best team in the league in Baltimore. Like they just got boat raced and destroyed and they just left a lot of stuff on the table. So like they're back at home, so they should be able to figure some stuff out offensively, but man, they need to turn it around quick and move along because otherwise Geno's just a sinking ship right now and they have the offensive weapons, but on the flip side, like the enemy's treating Sam Howell as freaking Patrick Mahomes. They're leading the league in pass attempts. Like he's on pace to break the record. It's just absurd what they're doing. They've abandoned the run. So yeah, I'm very much trusting Howell over Geno Smith. As unfortunate as that sounds, that's a Seahawks guy. All right. Running back, 17th best matchup for Ken Walker, who has been elite for much of the season. It's been a confusing couple of weeks with whatever the hell they're doing. I'm still firing him up as an RB1. Zach Charbonnet, I don't mind flexing and holding, but he's kind of scary. Washington, 11th best matchup. I will probably start Brian Robinson as a top 20. Gibson, I don't mind flexing. So I think I start Walker as a one. I'll start low-end one. Robinson is a low end too. I'm comfortable flexing Charbonnet or Gibson. I feel like I prefer Gibson, but let's consult the rankings. I have Walker, Walker at 11. Yes, no, Walker at 10. Sorry, Walker at 10. Uh, Brian Robinson at exactly 24. And then I have Charbonnet and Gibson back to back at 33 and 34 with Gibson one higher. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's been weird. Um, I wouldn't worry about too much into how they're using Charbonnet. They're just involving him more. So I think it's more he's capping Walker's ceiling than anything else. Like, that's kind of what we're seeing now, where he's playing a role. He's going to be involved. They like him. He's obviously not going to take the job. Like, Walker's too good for running back, but he caps him. So moving forward, Walker's going to be, like, a solid RB2 for me until we see how it shakes out. Because even in the early part of the game when it wasn't a blowout, Charbonnet was still getting on the field and seeing work. And on the flip side, like, I just trust Gibson a lot more 
because I expect the commanders to be losing this game. And obviously as a Seahawks fan and like those games, you should never expect that. But like, this is the game surf I'm seeing and he's going to see passing volume. Robinson will get the work on the ground, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I prefer Gibson to Robinson just slightly this week, but they're both like mid to low RB twos for me. Wide receivers, good matchups for both third best for the Seahawks, ninth best for the commanders firing up DK firing up McLaurin, probably as top 15s. Lockett and Dodson, I think Lockett higher, both as 20 to 24. JSN, I don't mind as a flex, although I could be wrong on JSN, and he could be significantly higher than that in the end. But I think there's probably five receivers I'm willing to play as at least a flex in this one. I'm going to try and bring up the rankings here to see who I have the highest. DK at 12. McLaurin at 14, Lockett at 23, Dotson 28, JSN 33. So all of them at least flex-worthy for me. How about you? Yeah, JSN's a little bit pushing closer to the wide receiver four range for me. Um, But he did see a lot of first-read targets, so we'll see if that translates over. Just because that game got so out of hand, it was more garbage time how they were just targeting and doing him underneath stuff. So, like, I want to see in a more neutral game strip how that works out. But, yeah, I have DK at the farthest. He's a wide receiver one. And then... McLaurin, and then I'm going to go with Dotson and Lockett. Those guys are all top 24-ish for me. And then it just moves down a little bit farther to JSN where he's like wide receiver four. But, like, you can play all these guys. Like, I have no problem with that. Tight end, 14th best matchup for Noah Fant. I want nothing to do with him. 18th best matchup for Logan Thomas, who is a streamer if you need one. Boring and consistent. Third best matchup for Jason Myers at kicker. I can play him as a low-end one if need be. Uh, Joey Sly, 11th best matchup, desperation option at best. Um, I guess I should say better than that. He's he, he's a play. If you have him, if you need him, he's not a bad stream. Um, DSTs, third best matchup for the Seahawks. They are my DST number two, way behind Dallas, but still number two. Washington is the 21st best matchup. I'd like to avoid them. Seattle's got a pretty potent offense. But so I play the Seahawks and I don't want to play the Commanders. What do you think? Yeah, 100% with you. Like, it's just, it's literally, interestingly enough, like, they're not getting as many sacks as they're giving up. So Washington, like, it seems like they might have figured out, maybe, hey, maybe don't take 20 sacks a game somehow. So, like, I think maybe Seattle might not hit home exactly that way. But, yeah, it's basically getting sacks, turnovers. You force that. You get an early lead on them. You force it to work that way. And then, yeah, I just don't trust the Washington defense and the lack of defensive line they have now there. So, yeah, they're much lower in the rankings. Um, and, yeah, you can flex Logan Thomas. Lack don't. of defensive line. <laughs> yeah, they got Lack nothing. Of defensive line. There is no defensive line. They got bodies. That's it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just ugly. It's, so it should be a good game for Walker. It's those sleds they have that are shaped like players that they push in like, fucking just move around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think anybody can name their starting defensive line at this point. Like, nobody knows who those guys are. They traded Sweat and Young. Yep. And then it's like bodies. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I got no one. So on that lovely note, let's wrap that up here with the, uh, that concludes the Seattle and Washington matchup. And it also concludes the NFL week 10 fantasy football NFC home game preview for the mad science lab podcast. Check back tomorrow at noon. We will be here with the AFC games. uh, Seven of them with the exception of the Patriots and Colts that we already did. So for Aaron and Jesse, thank you for watching the Mad Science Lab podcast. We will see you again tomorrow, same time. It'll be the two of us again. Take care, everyone. See you, folks.